You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on our community radio station 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got a great show for you today. We've got the winner of the Western Pigeon Federation, the champ himself, Mr Michael Portelli with an extensive talk about his birds and how he clocked them and a few tips from Michael again. I could listen to the guy for three days, I tell you. And um, we've got also the winner of the Victorian Pigeon Organisation he sent three birds to the race, ladies and gentlemen, and he won the fed. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But on with the show. And I've now got to introduce the Falcon, the Maltese Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese falcon. 600 years the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese falcon. Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Tony, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia, Mr. Maltese Falcon. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Yes, good morning, and your racing was good this week. Tony had a good time? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, good on you. Let's see if this fella enjoyed it. Folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. 
Good morning, Mr. Joe Angelino. Good morning, Mr. Fonte, the Fontanator. How are you going? <laughs> good morning, Tony. How are you, the Falcon? Good, yeah. Good. good That's good. the way, my friend. And good morning to all the listeners. Yeah. Uh, how was the racing on the weekend? Yeah, well, talking about the racing on the weekend, I've got something for you to listen to. Got listen to this. Uh, yeah, now I take in everything. Good morning, everyone. The Nelic one is rice free. Last rice from here. Today is Saturday morning. Start clear up the weather. Very good. Look the weather this side. Is Craig drinking the coffee? Empty. Good morning, okay? Empty. Look clear up. Nice. Um, look here is is water drinking every coming in the rice point. Put the water in the morning. Look the quiet. It's not just us, just the video. Look the bird here safe. This is my coffee to drink a little bit. Look the bird here. Waiting to weather to clear up a little bit more better. Very good. Very good place. Look. That was good. And um, and Craig Warden, amazing. You guys do an amazing job, and thank you very much. Um, oh, that was good. I had a laugh when I watched that on Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. It was definitely good. And it's uh, really good how we do the live videos. You know, everyone can see their birds before they go up. Yeah. Also, when they do go up. So, really good. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. We get a lot of feedback, too. A lot of good feedback. Yep, yeah, we so. do. Anyway, we're going to have a break and then we'll be back with uh, the champ himself, Mr. Michael Portelli, oh, here on Pigeon yeah. Radio Australia. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family owned business that uses only quality Australian grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird, and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding, or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all in one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, 
cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. Southern FM sponsor. Had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay So I had a dream that I'd just fly away You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, he's done it again this year, the second time, and we have none other than Mr. Michael Portelli on the line. Hello, Michael. How are you? And congratulations for your great win uh, on the weekend there in the Western Pigeon Federation, mate. Thanks, Simon. It's always, uh, you know, always nice to sneak one if you, in, in again if you can. <laughs> all I'm going to say, Mick, is uh, first of all, uh, congratulations. And if you were a Thanks, mechanic, Jack. I know who I'd take my car to. Just Say like, that again, mate. I missed it. You, I said, if you were a mechanic, I know who I'd be taking my car to. Oh, all right. Mate, okay. I'm you're, not, you're I'm bloody not know what a, you're doing, mate. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not much of a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm yeah. telling you what, you know how to fine tune them birds, my friend. Well, good stuff. Well done. Yeah, no, look, I, I was uh, yeah, pretty happy. They, they, they came through quite nice and quite well, so. Good on you. Um, yeah, managed to get seven together, which was nice. Nice. Gee, that's all right, so, really. Uh, yeah, don't often get that happening, although last time I won it, I got ten together, and four of them were the same, were, four of them were with these seven this time around. So, uh, yeah, they, they're, they're doing pretty well. I'm pretty happy with them, actually. Oh, good on you. Obviously, you've yeah, got your birds nice. very fit and healthy. Oh, look, I mean, you, you try to get them as best you can, Ivan, and... Um, 
just got to hope everything's right and then on the day they do the right thing. So, but look, Touchwood, I've been pretty pleased with them. They're, they're, they're doing pretty much, you know, everything right. I, I really sort of didn't know how they'd go because I didn't toss it all last week. I didn't get a chance to. So uh, I was pretty surprised that they uh, did as well as they did. So, but they've had to like work prior to that. So missing a week, I don't think sort of, you know, does them too much harm anyway. It's probably gives them a bit of a. But you a were break still flying them around the house, were you? No, no, I fly them around the roof, yeah. and they fly well around the roof, so it uh, keeps, you know, the exercise is always there for them, so, yeah, yeah no, I don't think uh, missing out on a few falcons here and there for them isn't going to kill them yeah, either. No, they're not going to miss that. You've got people overseas no, in England no, like no, Coopers bro. and that, they never toss their birds, they just fly them around the roof, and they win in f- yeah. they're winning nationals, you know? Yeah, yeah, look, I, I mean, if I if I had the choice, I definitely wouldn't, I, hate, I absolutely despise tossing pigeons only because I like I say every time I do go I want to beat them home and the stress I put myself yeah. under is is not good for me definitely so uh, I, 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 wish I, I wish I didn't have to because I, I really don't enjoy, I've I don't seen enjoy this it guy, I've, seen, I've seen this guy he's fast like his pigeons Ivan I know, I know I've when, seen when, he's when passed me on the sure. highway I thought who the bloody hell was that <laughs> You know the worst thing is no matter how many times I tell myself, you know, just go home, just go home, just yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like once I let them go, a switch goes off and I've got to try and beat the buggers home so I can oh, watch no, them come. Yeah, yeah. Have and, you ever uh, thought of getting nice. a camera? Like, today, we, had a, we had a pretty stiff toss today from Shepherd and Turnoff. They were poor buggers ran into about 40 Ks yeah. or 40 or 50 Ks of pretty, pretty thick, weather. Um, yeah. mist and rain and... Um, yeah, watching them come home, it's just nice to see them come, how they're going to come, how many coming in that first group. It's all just, yeah, information, good information to see what ones are coming and um, then stressing out what's not there yet. Oh, and um, yeah. so I had, had a bit of that today. I had a hen that I clocked the week before and I'm thinking she's never, ever late and today it was uh, 2.30. We put on about 10.30. I didn't yeah. have her home it till. Uh, it was nearly 2.30, she wasn't home, and I thought, going to bloody lose that damn thing. I bet she, she's been hit. And then I saw her coming about 2. She came in at 2.30, so four hours on the wing. But, geez, it was, it was like winning the Fed, just seeing her come <laughs> home. Yeah, so the uh, tossing is bloody stressful for me. It is. Did, it is. Did yeah. you get them all, Michael, from the ship? What's that? Sorry. Did you get them all from Shep Turnoff? No, I'm, I'm too down. To tell you the truth, mate. I yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was too down from the race yesterday. A four year old and a late bred, and I got the four year old today at about Good. ten to six. I couldn't Good. believe it. Yep. And um, but I was two two cocks down from the toss. So, uh, but it was that. Look, they they're pretty um, pretty wet, and uh, they've run into a bit of trouble, poor buggers. So. Hopefully they'll roll up, roll up in the morning. We'll see what happens. It was nice uh, up there, though, wasn't it? We had a we had a what shit is that like it was a beautiful run up there. There was no rain all the way up there, and from Sunday Creek to Shep Turnoff, it was beautiful and blue skies and whatever. And then on the way back, I don't know what <laughs> happened in that in that bloody hour, but uh, we hit Broadford. And it was just a mess from Broadford all the way home. Uh, oh. Just showers, like 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 a lot of shower activity you would have seen anyway probably is because it hit us down here as well in Altona so yeah I was a bit concerned I thought I hope they're going to be alright coming through this and they're a bit broken up but um, look they're probably doing the world good I suppose you know they get, they've got to probably come across these um, these sort of things when they're coming over the race over the rest of the race season so um, yeah just let them recover now and um Get their get their um, good vibes back again, but at least they've had the work this week, so we'll see how they go. 
They definitely have a good workout. Now, now listen here, Mr. Champion. Tell us the the bloodline of your bird that you clocked. Tell us a little bit about this pigeon. Um, you know, the funny thing was, um, the funny thing was, like, like I said, when I won it last time, a couple of weeks back, I got ten together anyway, and the cock, the cock that registered first, he was a, uh, he's a, uh, his, his, his mother's actually a third fed 400 miles off me, number one pair. She's Herman Cross Koopman and a bit of a few few bits and pieces, other bits and pieces, but good, just been very good pigeons for me. The father's bred about eight fed winners now. And um, wow. anyway, um and the the father was a little Gabby Gabby Cross as well. But the funny thing was, like today today's race. So to, when I got him a few weeks back, I got the ten together, and he registered first. And um, this weekend, like I said, I got seven together, and four of them were the same four that were in that group the last time I won. And the one that actually registered first last time around, he was with them again as well. And anyway. I sort of got caught out a little bit not being ready for. I was. I should have known, but I, I asked a mate of mine to give me a ring in the Greater Melbourne, thinking yeah. they were up an hour earlier, and yeah. he clocked the same time as me, so that didn't help me. And I was sort of got. <laughs> wait. I'm normally waiting where I normally wait, and I got a little bit caught out. But anyway, so two of them have landed, one outside and one inside on the floor, and I, because yeah. they're friendly, I picked her up to put her on the board, and as I went to put her on the board, the one behind me came over my shoulder, and they've landed and dead heated on the board exactly the same time. But the one that came over my shoulder was. The fed winner that won the fed the week a couple of weeks back so i robbed him of being a double fed winner cox to tell you the truth but but then the hen that landed that hen that won the fed this week she was with them when they were like when i got the 10 as well so to me there's probably four of them there to, to, to me they're all equal double fed winners as far as i'm concerned because they were there both times and it's just the clock that really separates them at the end of the day you know so um but no look there's a variety of them like um most of those birds, their parents have been good pigeons to me. A um, couple of young ones there that are, are bred off young pigeons as well, which is nice to see. Um, but just yeah, they just seem to be doing this year at the moment. Like they seem to be coming. When I get them in groups, they seem to be going really well, which sort of makes me feel good because then I know at least you know the stock loft depth is good. The the birds are you know in the right frame of mind where they're coming in groups, and I think they're working well together too. Like they're obviously like three thousand pigeons. They're going to find themselves in that. 3,000 and, um, you know, they're sticking together and right. and obviously working together and, and coming through together. So when you have them doing that, I, I like that because it's a lot harder for one pigeon to break from a group of birds if they're a group than five or six. If you've got five or six of yours and they've got to break, it makes it a lot easier for those pigeons to go together, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, not, it's nice if you can get them to do that. Oh, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah, so um, what was I going to say to you? Uh, Jesus, I was going to ask him something, and I was just went, uh, brain dead. Yeah, so uh, you need more peas, more peas. I think I do need more peas. <laughs> more peas, no, no, I'm not mad on peas myself, but uh, <laughs> no, look, it's uh, look, it's um, oh, you know, sometimes you just you, they just like last year, unfortunately, they ran into a bit of trouble with rotavirus, like I said last time. I spoke to you, as you know, the third week, you know, I ran into rotavirus and it, it sort of really puts you on the back foot. So this year I made sure I wasn't going to get that. And I sort of, once I get them to a level I try, all I can try and do is keep them there and 
Um, if, if if I can maintain that, I you know I, I try my best to maintain that that form with them and hopefully keep it there as long as I possibly can. Um, never easy, and there's a lot of things you sort of you know you you come across all sorts of problems as you guys know yeah. uh, week oh, yeah. week by week, and it's um yeah just. Uh, a lot of thought goes into it, trying to just you know keep them keep them um, at that same at that same level. Um, not easy, but uh, no. you try to try to do it. So, how long do you like your birds to fly around aloft? When, for argument's sake, you don't want to toss them for a day or a couple of days. I, I, for me, Joe, I, I mean it's nice if you can get an hour, hour and fifteen out of them. Yeah. Like I never, I never flag my birds. I don't believe in flagging them or forcing it to fly. Yep. To me, if you're forcing it. Like a lot of guys use flags or whatever they do. To me, if a pigeon doesn't want to fly, there's either something wrong with him or do, do, you know they, maybe they're just a bit lazy or it's a type of some some pigeons just are like that. You know they don't they don't they don't want to get up and go. But I've always never really had a lot of trouble with them flying. Like you know I let them out in the morning, pretty much the same time and. Um, as soon as I let my hens out, they're off. There, they they hardly even have a chance to get out and get out of the loft and group up together. They're already heading down your your way towards Altona Meadows way, and yeah. so Joe Farouja says they get in with his. He's about four or five k's west of me. Um, they go down there and, and fly with Joe's, and I usually don't see them for about an hour, hour and five. And when they come back, um, usually they're still like wanting to go a little bit more, so I let them go, but. Around about the hour and twenty minute mark, I'll, I'll get the fan tails out and start pulling them down, and I, I don't really want them flying much more than that. But um, they work well. I'm happy to work the way they work, and if they're if they're doing that, and um, you know, without me pushing them in any way, shape, or form, I usually think that their their form's pretty good. Um, and yeah, they they sort of go from there. But um, flying, I don't like. I said I've had pigeons. You know, you get sometimes you get the odd lazy ones, and they fly for thirty minutes, and they want to come down. Especially cocks, you know, they fly forty minutes. and want to come down, and amazingly enough, sometimes it's those buggers at your clock. Clock, because uh, I always believe the ones that want to come home always want to be home because they like home. So yeah, yeah. I never, re- I never really worry too much about it. If, I, if they're not, if the whole group was flying, you know, fifteen minutes and wanting to land, I'd be sort of thinking, well, what's wrong with you buggers? And I'd be trying to look, you know, look for you know, the reasons why they don't want to get up and go. But yeah. usually the healthy pigeons will get up and they'll you know, sort of give it a good go. Yeah. Well, now we're getting uh, – next week we're going further. Yeah, so, 240 miles, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, longer race. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be good because you get that little bit more separation in the yes. birds. You know, sometimes yes. these, these early races they can um, – you know, you're obviously getting – you put up three thousand odd birds. You're going to get, you know, small groups coming in. If they if they, if they can break away, it's nice. But um, usually, like the week before, I think there must have been about five hundred coming together because everyone was sort of on top of each other. Yeah. Um, so that that week, you know, when week. you get a little bit further, it's nice you can get that, you know, five or six minute break. Hopefully, if you can get a decent pigeon. Yeah. And it's always nice, yeah, to get those sort of sort of races. Now, um, I want to ask you a question. Um, you get follow up birds. What do you usually do with follow-up birds next morning and stuff like that? Do you rest them for a couple of weeks or? The ones that come the next day? Yeah. Yeah, look, I, a lot of the times, look, I, I like to look at the pigeons and see, you know, like uh, if, they, if they've, like just common sense, I suppose. I mean, if the 
buggers have been up at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're getting them at, you know, five in the afternoon, that you've got to appreciate they've been on the wing for seven hours and, you know, probably got to look at how they pull up. And I don't normally double pigeons up like that. If I double birds up, it's usually, you know, uh, either the first, second, third, fourth or fifth pigeon home. I sometimes think if they're in form, just keep them going. Um, and I'll double, I've, I've got one cock there, he's been probably... Uh, five out of the six races, but he keeps showing me he's up there all the time. So I clocked him for a fourth fed, I clocked him for a 30th fed, but I just keep sending him because I don't train him during the week, but he's he gets home in reasonable time, so he's definitely not, you know, worn out by it. So I don't mind doubling pigeons up like that, but most of the time I just usually race him in, um, you know, we have three races from each race point and I'll break him into three teams. And then if I see birds there that look, you know, really spot on, I think, geez, you're looking at keeps. They just keep, like, what I mean by that, I, I go in a loft and sometimes certain birds just keep catching my eye. I think, you know... I thought, what's, you know, I'll look at that pigeon oil and then I'll be looking at somewhere else and I'll look again and I'll catch that bird, will catch me eye again. There's just something about it. It looks good and it, it, it's sort of just standing out. So if I get a bird like that, even if it's been the week before, if it's looking really good and it keeps catching me eye, I'll just send it back again because I usually, when they're like that, they're, they're pretty well. Well, Mick, can I, uh, can I use your eyes for uh, Friday night basketing? For my yeah, place? no, all right, mate. All right. Yeah, do, 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 a face, do a FaceTime with me. Done, done. Yeah, no, it's just I don't even know how to really explain it. Sometimes, oh. I, like, you, you'd be looking through well, them good, and, and just certain birds keep, keep, grabbing you, keep grabbing your attention, you know, and I, I usually find when that's happening, there's something about them I like and... Um, I, I generally send those, like to send those birds, Mark and then there's things I don't like sending. Like I'm, I can never remember clocking a pigeon with its ninth or tenth dropped. Like if it's ninth gone, um, I hardly ever send them. If it's tenth, unless it's you know maybe an inch short from the top, then I don't. I like sending them when they're about half an inch short from the top. I've clocked them plenty of times, but um, if I find pigeons that are you know flights of nine or tens missing, I never usually never send them. Yeah. Um, what, what about if you got to if you're trying to set them up? Say you've bought them at a breeder's plate sale, for argument's sake, and you're trying to set them up for a special race, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, you got their tenth flight coming out, and uh, you you want to send them, but you don't really want to send them because you don't think they're up to it." What would you oh, do in I, that situation? If, if I don't look, if I don't think a bird's going to win, I really don't worry about sending them. Like uh, the money never never really. It drags me into that. I, I've had, had a merely hen that was a double fed winner and she was in a breeder's plate and the race looked like it was going to be an ordinary, very ordinary race and I left her and another hen that was a fed position at a bird at home because I just figured, look, I've got a high probability of losing them and, you know, at the end of the day, money's just money. It never. Uh, sometimes I, I begrudge losing a really good pigeon and I was going to continue. I lost that hen later on in the year and I was going to continue to race her because I had two hens that year that were double-fed hen, double-fed winners as well, landed together both times. And um, the other hen that was with her, I clocked her another two times, but the mealy hen that had won two feds, um, I ended up losing her later on. But it's just if I think they can't make it, um, the money doesn't make me send them, you know, for the hell of sending them. I, I really, um, they really, I really have to think. Well, yeah, I, I, you're a good chance to still get home at least and and, and do well. Um, and pre- as far as preparing, my, we, I've got like breeders' plate birds, the thirty thousand dollar birds and hundred thousand dollar birds. I really sort of just forget about them, and I don't really. 
I put them in the three teams and I sort of spread them out so that if I have a bad one in one 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 race, they're not all in the one race. I try and sort of, if I've got 20 pigeons in, in special races, I'll try and break them down into seven, seven, six, so that, you know, if you do have a bad one, all your eggs aren't in the one basket. And um, But I sort of don't really worry about... Um, you know, I better not send it because this is a bad day or this, that. they really just got to go, unfortunately, because I'd rather have, out of those 20, I'd rather have seven or eight birds that have had the work than have 20 that just haven't had enough work because you've got more chance with winning with those seven that have worked than you, than you will that 20 that you sat on because you didn't want to lose them and, and hoping that you're going to get one, you know. So I, t- I tend, like I say, tend to just forget their special bird races and then... Um, treat them like the other ones and then usually about three weeks before that race then I'll try and or probably four weeks before that race I'll start to sort of try and position them into a race maybe two two weeks before that main race they'll generally get a race so that they got some work not long ago before that um and then I'll just um toss them from there and just try to get them uh get one to hopefully get a decent one in 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 those races from there but I think if you try to baby them too much and try to not lose them and, and all the rest of it, I think, yeah, you might end up with more at that right particular race, but I, I think you probably do them a disservice by not really putting enough work into them then. Ah, 100% right, mate. Now, I remembered what I was going to say. Now, you said you, um, uh, you know, when you have your double-fed cocks, triple-fed cocks or hens, how many times do they have to win a fed for you to put it away? Well, how special does that bird have to be for you to put it away? Oh look, I mean, I mean, I've got, I've got birds in there. Like I lost uh, a little late bred hen. I was gutted a bit to lose it because I've got birds there that the buggers you go in the loft and they want to punch on with you. They're that friendly. It's sort of ridiculous. Like you think, no, nah, that's that's ridiculous to have them that, that friendly. <laughs> like they, I can basically just pick them up like bloody play doh, put them on your lap, and. I've got one cock bird there. All he wants to do every time I go in there, he, he wants to punch on. He comes, he starts attacking my feet. He wants to punch on. And anyway, so and I've got his sisters that are going really well, and um, they're all friendly as well. And it's the thing is, if I I've had look, I've had pigeons that are double fed winners, and and I still race them on. And if I believe I can get them again, I I'll I'll send them again. Um, if it's something that I think, yeah, I'll look, I'll probably be more gutted if I lose you than if I win another fed position with you, um, I'll put it away. It depends on the bird and what it's bred out of, how it's bred as well. Um, but I never, ever put just a fed win. A pigeon never wins a fed and I'll put it away. Like for me, sometimes a fed winner can be just the, uh, the right bird in the right place at the right time. So yeah. for me, they've got to at least be... If it was a fed winner, I want to see something else out of it, you know, maybe, you know, showing me, um, like I said, there's four birds at the moment that are, to me, they're all double fed winners and there's a couple of those pigeons that, a couple of those four have probably been, you know, triple fed pigeons had I been able to clock them by now. Um, so they're already showing me, but we're only, again, in, in all fairness, we're only up to, you know, 108, 170 miles. So, and some of those birds are not, some of those birds I know are 400 mile pigeons. So to me, to pull them up now would be uh, probably silly of me because um, I think, you know, their, their best distances are still to come. So I'll probably, you know, uh, let them go until I think, you know, well, you're probably not going to do much more from here on in or you're not really going to 
be able to be clocked from this distance onward, so I might I'd pull them up then. But there's definitely birds that I know that at three, four hundred miles they can they can do damage as well. So because we've only sort of got to 160 miles so far, I, I wouldn't take them out at this stage. But I hate like today I had a hen that was she's been she was 13 two weeks ago and she also landed with fed, the fed winners and. Um, she was like I said. The, the she hadn't come home until two thirty today, and I was absolutely sweating on her getting home. I thought when birds like that don't come, generally something's happened to them. And when she did bloody get home, I tell you what, I was pretty happy about it. So I do do really begrudge losing them when they're like that. But it's hard to it's hard to pull them out when you sort of really think you know you're a good chance to be you know you, you're a good chance to get you again. So yeah, they they. They generally have to, you know, be probably clocked three times. If I clock them three times, then I'll sort of be struggled to put it in for another one. But um, I'm a greedy bastard, I guess I am. (laughs) And look, at the same time, look, I've been probably had the luxury too of I've had a lot of good results over the years. So you sort of tend to, I do try to, you know, push them to the point where I, I, I think, you know, I can get something else out of you. So... I'm probably a little. I hate losing them. Like I said, I, I really. I start to get scared to even toss them sometimes when they're real good birds because I have lost some bloody good pigeons that have been double fed ends and sent them to Geelong for a 60k toss and bloody lose one pigeon will be that bird. So you know it's 100%, been taken. Hundred percent, that happens all the time. So um, you know, I, I do. It, it does. Like for, there was three I, for three years in a row, I actually stopped tossing at 300 miles for that reason. I just couldn't be couldn't stand to lose them anymore. And I would stop tossing all together and just race them off the loft, and they actually performed really, really well. Probably let myself down in in the five and six a couple of years there, where I just stopped tossing from two from the three hundred miles onwards, and I probably should have kept some of the work up in the later races to them. But um, then the, the last couple of years, I've sort of not done that, and I've sort of kept kept just kept the tosses up to them, you know, longer in the year and they did very well and in the five and six for me. So, but um, it's hard to lose good pigeons. It really is. And if, if, if it wasn't for a falcon factor, if it wasn't for the falcon factors, I wouldn't mind. I'd, I'd, I'd race them, no worries, because I would, I, I reckon we'd, we would lose very, very, a lot, lot less pigeons if the falcon problem wasn't, his, wasn't what it is today. You're right. I think the falcons have just increased. Yeah, they, they exploded. have. It's just, it's yeah, so look, it's, um, I think they do so much damage. Um, you look at some, I like to watch things too, you know, a lot of the organ, other organisations when they're going up first or second or third and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, a lot of times um, organisations going up first or you look at the VHA, they're out in the northwest line on their own and that's a pretty treacherous line when you're getting up to that Midi-Akoian areas. Uh, you've got those forestry areas that have been, you know, a lot of falcons released out there. They're, they're nightmare areas. And um, if you haven't got big numbers out there, it's dangerous. I'm sure it's bloody dangerous. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Oh. You know, when you see five falcons, you toss yourself. I've been out tossing myself, you know, with some guys. Sometimes we went to Cressy a little while. Last year we went to Cressy and, you know, five falcons got into them there. And you can just imagine, you know, oh. they can... They can get so many pigeons and just put them down, and oh, yeah. um, God knows what the poor. Yeah, well, are. a lot of people say, "Oh, they can only get one bird," but it's not whether they get one bird. They go through them and they disorientate them, don't they? Well, the trouble is when you you know they get hit and 
some of those buggers when they're ferocious and, and really going at them, they can break off groups of pigeons and just chase those pigeons. And if they chase them the wrong way, if the birds panic and go the wrong way, which they do many, many times, then they're only coming into you know, 5Ks down the road to hit again, 5Ks down the road to hit again. So it becomes, you know, an absolute nightmare then for them to get home because the further into trouble they get, then they've got to turn around and get back. They've got to, they've got to come through that all again. So it's, you know, it's uh, it's not just one, I can assure you, it ain't just one falcon out there hitting our pigeons. There's bloody hundreds of bastards, I can assure you. What do you, what do you say to people or what do you think about this, uh, people say, oh, I love taking my birds out to where the falcons are because they, you know, they don't muck around. They might get hit, but then they burn home. What do you say to that? No, nah, look, to me, falcons cause too much pigeons. If I get hit somewhere, I'm sure as hell ain't going back there to get hit again, I can assure you. Um, to me, to me, if you can avoid the buggers, it's uh, it's like like Ivan saying, it's not the it's not the not the falcon getting one pigeon. It's the mental damage that they do. Yeah to the pigeons right, and um, when you're getting tossed and hit every time they get out tossing I can assure you it doesn't do you any favours none whatsoever what do, you, what do you think Tony what do you think about the Falcons well I'm having a big trouble at home as you see in yourself I did they all land on the rope yeah and they don't want to go in the play because he had gossies on the ground and that's what gossies happens and... Saturday as well mm. Mm. she come yeah. she come in and shot out like a bullet five six times she done that Oh, that's good for me. Yeah, the clock back. Yeah, that's good for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, and then Ange came and beat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. He, he's probably he's probably planted the falcon there himself. Right. <laughs> I put it there. The falcon got the falcon. <laughs> just, hey, Tony, Tony, just be careful. It's not it's a falcon and not a drone he's playing with out near your place. or got someone to play with out near your place. Oh, could you imagine that? And, and, and even today, from that toss today, Shepard and Turner, they were doing the same thing as they done yesterday. Yeah, they were All very tully. They are very tully. Yeah, scared. Like Michael was saying, they probably got... Anyway, I've had three of them that mm. they were hopped. There you go. From, yeah. from that toss this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I've seen them. Like I say, even today when they came today, the birds you could see, you can tell when they've been belted on the way home because they got off really okay. Like there was four thousand odd pigeons, I'd say, that went up there, and um, they they left really well, and they had probably half the journey in good condition. So they would have got. But you could see when they were come when they got home, they were so. I get a lot of swallows around here, and the birds are shit scared of them because they look they look a little bit like small falcons, being the shape they are. and you can just see them, the mental stress it puts on the falcons put on them because when they get home, they're just so jumpy. They don't, even, you know, you can, they circle ten times to get them down. You can just see they're nervous. So, you know, I can't see how taking them out somewhere and, and getting hit, you know, every other day doesn't many favours. That's for sure. I, 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 if I look for, some, I'd rather look for somewhere safe and just do that every time with them. Well, I've got a three-year-old cock, and um, I sent him to the race, and he come home the next day, and he was. Very, very toe. He didn't want to go in straight away and all that sort of stuff. Now, you let him out for a fly, he's the only one that doesn't want to go and fly. No, well, he's pretty smart. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens even in you seeing the toss units. How many to later in the year, how many you have to, how many do you have to start chasing out of the trailer because they're not stupid. They know what's coming. That's true. I'm not coming. I'm not, get, I'm not getting out of here, my friend. I'm staying in the safe little, my safe little cage here. So, um, you know, a lot of times that's why even, I've even stopped tossing as well. I, I don't, you know, uh, when they've done the work for a long, long time, all year long, and, and you get and in the later races, if they don't know what to do by then, 
um, you know, they're never going to know. So if you can get them fit without taking them out to the bloody, you know, to the Lions. Well, um, I'm not forcing him. He's a nice cock and he's... I've clocked him a few times. He hasn't won anything, but I've clocked him quite a few times and I'm not really pushing him now. I just leave him. Yeah, I think you're probably best to just... Um, pigeons like that, you really got to get their confidence back again. So uh, if he was mine, I'd probably just take him out. There were 5K toss if I was going yeah, somewhere with me and just take I'm him with me and single him up by himself from 5K is a safe place and try and get that confidence back into him of just coming and going because once they sort of get scared to even come out of the loft and things like that, it's, you know, they're, they're just in that panic mode where they're when they see a falcon, they're probably going to hit the ground again or hit a tree, go into the tree. So yeah. you really need to build his confidence up. And the only way you can do that is probably rest him for a while because yeah, if you well, keep taking him out there and he's going to come across falcons well, all the time, at the moment, the same thing you, are, you open the door, all the rest of the birds are going up and going bolting for a fly and he's coming he does one lap sits on the roof you open the fly in door and he's back in the loft as soon as he can't even blink he's yeah, in in there yeah, yeah. Oh, i'll bet you if there was a lion sitting out in front of your door and you thought he was still there you wouldn't be going out your front door i'm no sure so i'm pretty sure he, that's what he'll be thinking i'm no going way. out there to get eaten and i'm not going now michael yeah, how long have you been racing how many years you've been racing for uh, i've had them all my life pretty much I'm 59. I've had them 59 years that I know of, but I've been racing since 1980. So what's that, 43 odd years? Yep. So how how big of a change have you seen from that back then to now in like Falcon Falcons wise? Yeah, Falcon wise, return wise, you know, like your returns, like pretty performance much performance wise. Oh, look, returns wise, it's it's a lot harder these days. It definitely is. Like, um, I mean. We never used to carry, you know, 150, 160 pigeons, you know, 25 years ago. You wouldn't carry that many pigeons. You had 100 pigeons and you'd still have 30 or 40 left at the end of the year. Yeah. These days, days, you know, you breach 150, 160 and um, you get to an end of a race season and you sort of, you know, there's not a shitload of pigeons left. So depending on what, you know, probably what track you're flying, how hard the year was. But, um, you know, these days, even taking them for a 50k toss, you're going to probably do a pigeon or two just by, you know, like these ones I'm missing today, they've been to Shepherd and turn off, what, six times. They've probably had a couple of races, so it's not like they don't know how to get home. Huh. So what's the only thing that's going to stop them getting home is, is either okay. they've been put down injured uh, or, you know, put down in a tree and injured or, or got taken. Um, there's no other real rhyme or reason they wouldn't get home. Huh. So um, unfortunately, no matter what you do to prepare them and how well you have them. Uh, I had a, uh, a few weeks ago, I had a uh, two-year-old hen. Now, I clocked her in the 500 last year. Mm. Um, she's gotten uh, pretty high up in the fed. Um, I can't remember what she got, but anyway, she and and she so she flew right through to 500 miles. So an experienced pigeon. And I, a couple of weeks ago, when that first when we had those real that really blowy day where I think they've got sort of blown behind the hills there, yeah. behind the ranges and whatnot. Um, I picked her up to basket her basket night, and I thought. Not that I clocked too many two-year-olds, but I picked her up and I thought, geez, you've got to be a chance to get clocked. She was just absolutely immaculate. And um, anyway, sent her away to the race and um, it was a real 
funny race where I only had 16 out of me 50 home when I went to the club and I'd been having 47, 48 out of 50 for all the other races pretty much when I went to the club and I had 16 that day and she wasn't home. None of the three two-year-olds I said were home and I couldn't believe it because they were immaculate and I thought, how the... I started swearing at the bus. I thought, yeah. bloody, bloody useless things. Two-year-olds should have all the experience in the world. Yeah. Um, anyway, when I got back home, there was only six more and she was one of them but... I looked at her and she'd been hit on the side and I thought, Caddy, how does a pigeon in the condition that she was in with the experience that she's got still get hit by a falcon? So oh, it doesn't matter how how intelligent they are, how smart they are, how well they are. It just, you know, the falcons are fresh. They're, they're, they're eyeing them off as they're coming. They're just, unfortunately, they're just easy targets sometimes for them, poor buggers. So... Um, you know, it's 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 a bloody minefield out there for them. It really is. It sure is. You're not wrong there. Uh, and, and, and they're not just attacking You know, I, I, when they get home, I, I really do have a lot of um, love and appreciation for them. You know, I, 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 we only see them for that ten seconds they circle and land. But uh, my my thoughts always, even when I'm waiting, and we know we've got those six, seven, eight, nine hours. Yeah. How many times I look at the clock and I say, "Poor bastards, they've been on the wing for eight hours." You know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I wonder what they're thinking, they're, how far they're, they might, might be far from home. I wonder what they're thinking and shit like that, just because I can appreciate that. You know, you drive just to Shepparton and turn off and you see the hills and they're covered in bloody fog and low cloud and then you've got the falcons and all the rest of it. And, you know, they're, my level of appreciation and, and their dedication to get home is just, you know... Um, Top of the tree for them, poor things. I have a lot, a lot of admiration New for them. New Zealand, no, no, no falcons. We in New all Zealand. have to go to New Zealand. No, really? I think there's no falcons there. Uh, we all have to find out what their secret is. Yeah, I don't uh, know what it is, mate. But... I don't think I can tell you on air. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Oh. No, no, it's not that they haven't got falcons in New Zealand. They, they, yeah, got, but they, I they know why. They've got a kind of sparrow hawk or something. That's all they got there. They, they probably got eliminated. That's what I'm saying. I can't say it on. <laughs> well, I, I had one that was chased in by a falcon, and then after the falcon was so frustrated, it was started chasing a group of lorikeets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't get the. The problem is though, once a pigeon does get sort of hit, it's sort of generally. Um, I had a hen a few years back. She was, um, every time I tossed her, she was in the first group home. She was just always there in that first league group home, always. And then I sent her to a couple of races. She went to 240 miles. She got fifth fed. And then that following week, I sent her to Shepherd and turn off again for a toss, and she was late home. And I thought, something's happened to her. She's got. She's never late, that pigeon. And sure enough, she came, and she just had the smallest of little just feathers out of place. They weren't even really pulled, but you can see she'd been touched up and uh, she was nervous as hell. A couple of weeks later, she went to, I sent her again to a race a couple of weeks later. I never got her home. And that would have been purely because she's been touched up once. And then next time she's obviously come, probably come, come across Falcons again. She's panicked, broken the safety of the group. And that's what they're waiting for. They want those the pigeons that are not right or generally sort of, or mentally or physically right. They'll, they'll, panic, they won't stay in that group of that flock that they're in and, and break and the Falcons have all their speed and, and power and speed on a dive and that's what they're going for mm. so um, I'll use that as a bit of a tool even around the loft when I see the birds working really well and then you know, you'll know you see a gossy come floating around the place, if, if the birds they'll circle it and everything, if I see 
you know, if they stay tight and they go through it and they're not, you know, they stay, keep their formation and, and stuff like that, I really like to see that. If they get real close to it and six or seven pigeons spray out of the pack, I really hate to see that because to me that's telling me something's not right with the mm. birds because mm. usually when they're well, they will not break formation. The odd, maybe the odd one will, but uh, you get seven, eight, nine, ten breaking out of the pack going hell for leather. Usually that's not a very good sign for, you know, something's usually not, not right with the birds. There's some, some sort of a health issue with them. Mm. Well, Mick, thank you very much for uh, chatting with us again. And, and uh, congratulations once again. again. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and I think we'll see you back week. again. We'll see you back again on the witness spot. Wow. I think so. No, no, look, I'll, I'll take them as, like I say, you can only do what you can do, mate, and if they, uh, be nice if they keep going and do well, but... Uh, Week by week, mate, that's all you well, can do. Well, I can tell you, you're an asset to the program yes, because right. um, as soon as your name hits the podcast, the, the downloads just go mental. Oh, well, that's nice to know, mate. So there you if, go. I, if I'm a few people there, that's, oh, that's good, mate. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, thank you no, very much. Before we great. go, I just want to ask you, how's Allison? How's yeah, good. Much? She's not bad, mate. Back good. home, so we uh, oh, right. had to be out of hospital. So, uh, no, she's pretty good, mate. You ever, th- you ever thought of writing a book? I reckon you should write one. In what way? For what, mate? About pigeon racing. Oh, I thought you were going to say how to get rid of your missus or something. <laughs> no. no, no, no. A book about pigeon racing by Michael Portelli, I think. That would be a good you know, you know what? I, I, I love talking about pigeons, but, um, yeah, no, look, I... Oh. It'd be nice to do something like that, but uh, I don't think I've got the uh, willpower to do that. You know what it is, Mike, Mick? What Ivan just said is spot on because you get a lot of good flyers who get out of the game and that would be an asset and, and so good. Like a Bible, a Bible for pigeon yeah. fanciers, you know? Oh, look, there's a lot of... The thing is with pigeon... The thing is with pigeons is that, you know, everyone's got different systems and those systems work for some people, you know, and um, I suppose, look, there's... There's a lot of um, look. There's there is a lot of things you could you know share with people and 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 it'd be you know nice to sort of know some of the things that you sort of learn over the years and you do pick up a lot of things from even you know from good flies, not so good flies. I you pick up you know from everybody. I I've even had you know new flies say something so shit. That's a, that, that sounds that sounds like a bloody good idea. You know yeah. so you know you keep your ears open. It's always nice to hear information that might help you out. So. And if it helps the pigeons out, it's a good thing for everyone anyway. Because I like, you know, I, I do, like I said, I admire pigeons, full stop. And even when, even when I, I haven't got one, you know, you, we fly five and six hundred mile races, and um, you'll hear, oh, you know, Joe Blow got one from five hundred miles, and he's clocked it, you know, six o'clock at night. Even though I haven't got one, and you, you're sort of you're waiting for a pigeon, I'll say, shit, that bloody bird, she's five hundred miles away this morning. Yeah. She's at home six o'clock tonight. Isn't you know, amazing? and I, I just amazing? have admiration for them. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is amazing. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley pigeon blend, whether it's the new high-flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. 
Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The applied nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. Chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. And right now we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back to say goodbye to the champ himself, Mr. Michael Portelli, and also coming up we've got Barry Devine from Phoenix Lofts announcing a big sale he has coming up online. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the news. And the lows and the way it all goes You can't let them keep you down If you're lost, if you're broke If you're stuck on the road You can turn it all around Cause we gotta trust in love Something that can't be touched A feeling to lift us up All in the name of love All the broken people Put your hands up back If you lift them up You might just touch the sky 
It's difficult when everything's the same. Everything's the same. Toss and turn, push and pull. You don't know. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. And we're back with Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And uh, we've got the champ on the line, Mr. Michael Portelli. And he was telling us how amazing pigeons were before the news. And he was just about to tell us a story before we had to break for the news. So, Michael, tell us about that story you were going to tell us about. In the 600 a couple of years ago that uh, when Johnny Yates won one, you know, oh, they yeah. had a yes. wind. Yes. Those 500 miles, those pigeons had no right in the world to get home. Um, on the day, and there was a handful of pigeons that got through. They've, they've flown all day and then into the night as well. Um, you know, I was in awe of those pigeons, absolutely in awe of them. You know, I think I can't remember. The, there was Yates, he had one, and I think Powell was, might have had him. Uh, there was a few guys that had a handful of guys, two or three guys that had them, and I, I like a handful of pigeons. And I thought, how good are those pigeons to fly? Probably, you know, 14, 15, 15 hours straight into a you know, a headwind at 500 miles. I thought, geez, that, that that's just bloody good pigeons. You've got to take your hat off to the to the flyer and fly for preparing them that way, and and the pigeons to be able to do it. You know, absolutely um, nothing but admiration for them. 100. And I mean, you've been racing for a very long time, and every week it's like a first race for you. I can, well, for us, it is as well. You know, you get adrenaline rush, don't you? Every week. I, I, I um. Like I said, like you said, I've been racing 40, 40 odd years, and um, to me, if you saw me when my when I when a pigeon comes, if you saw me, if you see me, you say this, this bastard, something wrong with this bastard, because it's, <laughs> I, I got no I got no control of like I race to the fantail baskets. The four bastards come out, ask like tail from the tail from the head from wherever I can grab hold of them, and I'm running around flapping them around to try and get the bird oh, down. It's geez. like that. That buzz just never ever went away, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad it's never gone away because I, um, it's just such a such a, an adrenaline rush and um, it's a great feeling. It just really is. And that's why you're still racing for forty. And that's and that's and that's what keeps you going. Like yeah. I say, you know, you guys know pigeons are bloody hard work, and um, they take a lot of they take a lot of preparation, a lot of hard work to look after and do well with them. But um, that for me, I just I just love the fact that I I, I have a sport, something that I really enjoy so much in life. Like you know, life's, uh, life comes and it goes, and people go through a lifetime without actually experiencing something that they really, really, truly love and enjoy. So 
uh, we we do have that passion and something that we do really love and, and enjoy, and I think it's, you know, something special. you got to cherish it. 100%. And you know what? Hopefully we can continue racing for another 20 years, Michael. Well, hopefully I would like to, you know, hope oh, I would like to think that, you know, I don't think the sport's going to die. And I like keep, people, people, people keep saying it's a dying sport nah. and all the rest, but it's been a dying sport for the last 40 years that I know. So <laughs> I think while you've got the dedicated pigeon flies and, um, you know, I think it'll, it'll be around for a long time to come still. But the only thing is, like I say, there's just factors, unfortunately, that, um, you know that do have an effect on 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 not just our sport on probably every you know uh, on all sports there, there'd be you know things that affect um, dog racing horse racing pigeon racing you know um, other sports and unfortunately you just got to find ways of um, combating them and, and moving forward and hopefully hopefully just um, you know keep it ticking along keep it ticking along exactly 100% everybody has to try and help everybody you know I, I, I don't think it helps to have you know negativity um, negativity negativity only, negativity only breeds negativity so you, you, like you really have to sort of say you know um, it's a sport and look everybody's competitive everybody sort of you know over the years I've raced very well over the years sometimes you make you make enemies somehow. I don't even know. You make enemies sometimes just by flying. Yeah, <laughs> or that's true. So I think that's it's sort of a silly thing to me. You know, when there were good flies in, you know, there was a lot of good flies I looked up to, and I was always trying to, you know, um, emulate. But whenever they had a good pigeon, I'd be the first to, you know, walk up to them and say, you know, tremendous pigeon, very good pigeon. Give them, you know, give them the credit they deserve. Of course. And, um, I think it, we we all get sort of a little bit carried away sometimes, and. Everyone wants to win, and but you know when someone wins, go and shake his hand. It doesn't hurt to go and shake That's someone's right. hand, whether you like him or not. Um, you know, right. I, I never let that. You know, what's, I never let that bother shit? me. I, I congratulate people if they have a good bird on the day, even if they didn't win with it. You know, um, uh, I just look at the results and I say, "Geez, that was a good bird there." I had a couple, you know, in the last few weeks where I've said to him, "You know, geez, geez, that was a good bird on the day," and I'll message him and, and let them know that because. Uh-huh. It's just that little bit of acknowledgement for because people see someone run thirtieth and they don't think anything of it. But I look at that where they lived and yeah. you know um, the conditions that they raced and they got where they got when they got that thirtieth. And I say to myself, you know, had that pigeon been you know living in a better favourable pigeon, that would have been a position that pigeon would have been right up there today. And um, you just acknowledge those people for you know the efforts they put in. And I think. Your sport can only sort of thrive if you if you have that attitude. So, good sportsmanship, yeah. correct? Good sportsmanship, mate. That's all it's about. We're gonna we're gonna so. have to say goodbye, my friend. And um, all right, mate. Good Take luck. it easy. Good luck have a good one. And we'll talk to no, you again. Good luck. Oh yeah, I keep saying that. I know. <laughs> all the, the best. best. best mate. All the best. <laughs> all, all the boys, best. Take it easy. See you, mate. Bye, Take see it easy, mate. boys. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com.
Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulan Vale Open 7 days a week Telephone Peter on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the owner of Phoenix Lofts Australia, Barry Devine who is having an online auction in August with the House of Pigeons auction site. Uh, and uh, birds that he's got in the auction are Dirk Vandenbalk, um, and he's got Raven Van Loons, and he, well, well, we'll let him tell us what about it. Hello, Barry, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, hello. Yeah, um, I've got five ravens in the auction. Yeah. And uh, there's one off... Uh, Blue caviar paired back to the uncle. Yeah. Uh, they're inbred for, for stock. And uh, I got uh, a Marcelli's cock there. I paid 6500 for the parents, if that means anything to you, but they, they're quality birds. And uh, I've got nine Hermans, um, five pigeons off Vanden uh, Block 1321, who uh, bred the South Coast National winner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got three pit bulls, grizzles, and uh, one Gabby crossed raven. Okay. Yeah. And um, so this auction is on. When's it going to start, this auction? 
Well, I believe uh, it's up to them, but I believe it's going to start about the uh, 8th of August. Okay, the 8th of August, right. So that's on the House of Pigeons Auctions, or Hop Auctions as they call it, hopauctions.com.au. And um, so now tell us, Barry, what's the Barry Devine story? How did you get started in pigeons? Oh, well, I've been virtually in pigeons all my life. Um, I came from the Dorigo area up in the north coast and... uh, I uh, I saw pigeons there in the sawmills and uh, uh, they were heading back to Sydney and that created my interest there. But um, I've been in pigeons all my life and uh, I'm probably more keener now than I was then. But um, uh, I, I've had two wives leave me over the pigeons and they, they said the pigeons are them and I took the pigeons and I've never regretted it. <laughs> we didn't want to hear that. Oh, no. <laughs> now, yeah, listen, well, Barry. Um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry if I offended some no, people. It's no, you're all right. Right. no. It's funny. Um, it's what funny. I'm going to ask you, Barry, you had a bit of an incident last year with some theft, didn't you, or something happened? Yeah, I um, I had blue caviar, the uh, the pigeon that won the uh, Meadows Loft. It was stolen and disappeared for three months. And uh, I made numerous requests for the, for the return of it. Yeah. And um, after three months, I had a loft up the up the back. Uh, I, I I put all the late breads in there, and uh, lo and behold, I went in there and I found her in there. Oh, gee. So um, I never put her there, no. and uh, I don't remember putting her there, but. Whether um, uh, the thief uh, decided to bring her back and that was the obvious place to put it, but uh, I did get a text off the person who stole it and uh, he came from up uh, uh, up in the Newcastle area, but oh, the, um, the police couldn't get any uh, photos of the, uh, of the person. They knew exactly where it was. But uh, he said I wasn't going to get it back, and uh, he uh, he was going to breed me a pigeon of it. <laughs> anyway, oh, it, it turned up. So, oh, gee. Um, uh, um, how it got there, I I'm, I'm lost for answers. Yeah, yeah, oh. but uh, I got it back. That's the main thing, you know. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. that's good. That's good. That you got him back, and you can offer some youngsters off him on this auction. Yeah, well, I've got one in there um, um, of blue, of blue caviar paired back to her uncle. Oh, very good. And uh, that's uh, and the uncle has got a, uh, is down off the good um, Raven B and Looncock, my yep. best cock, but and he's responsible for a lot of winners, you know. Yeah. Now yeah. you've also got one down off Good as Gold and the Syndicate cock. Yes, yes. Now, how did you get yeah. your hands on good as gold? How did I get them? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, my cousin Wayne Devine bought the pigeons at the auction um, in, um, in in Liverpool. Okay. And uh, he never... Uh, uh, he, he, he lost interest in the pigeons, so... Um, he gave the three of them to me, and there was uh, two hens that were full sisters, 
and um, a cockbird there that was a half brother to them, and I I paired him over the um, sisters. So it's a half half brother and sister mating, uh-huh. and she's a beautiful hen, oh, beautiful hen, and uh, uh, her pedigrees are on there, and. Uh, There'll be a photo of her as well, but uh, people can view uh, the pedigrees on my website anyway. Yeah. Okay, what's your website address? Um, oh yeah, I've well, got it here: www.phoenixlofts. That's p h o e n i x lofts australia dot com. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and so, they can view all the pedigrees, and there's a. Uh, Six or seven photographs there. Excellent. Now, um, I'm also going to put this under the podcast of this program. So after the program, you'll be able to go to the Pigeon Radio website and uh, you'll be able to get all those links and uh, go and have a look at those pedigrees. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, you've also got pit bulls, grizzles, harem and coisters, Samson lines, Marcellus. Jeez, you've got a lot of different lines. Gabby Ravens. Yeah, well, there's only one Gabby Raven there. It's uh, a Gabby hen paired to the good Raven cock. Oh, good. And, and then you've um, got Koopmans as well, is that right? It, it's hardly been bred off, you know. Yeah, you've got Koopmans as well? Um, or Koopman. Yeah, there are Koopmans in there, but I didn't write it down here, but I'm pretty certain there's Koopmans in there as well. Yeah, and you've got and Wooters as well. What's that? Wooters. Yeah, well, there's a wooter on there, yeah, a one wooter, yeah. Okay, and um, yeah, what's, what's and, the history uh, of the wooter? Uh, yeah, the Koopmans um, are very good pigeons because they're down, uh, I paid 3500 for the hen or for off Goodacre, uh-huh. and um, I bought another cock um, uh, for $1,000, and I got a loan of a cock, and I... Paired both cross uh, cocks across the hen over a period of two breeding seasons, yeah. and um, I've got the uh, uh, both of them there. But they're they're really well bred, and they're they're really really nice pigeons. They are, and they'll go the distance. They will. They keep them as as most people know. Oh, very good. All right, yeah. so that's the auction. So if anybody wants any information, you want to give your phone number, or you want me to give it for you. Yeah, I can give her the phone number. You know, you've got my phone number. I have got your phone number. Yeah, yeah, you can place that there. Oh, I'll I'm place it there, but I'll also I'll also announce that it's oh four double seven triple two one eight seven. So if That's you it. want to contact yeah. Barry Devine, you can ring him direct on oh four double seven triple two one eight seven. And yeah. um, what else was I going to say? Geez, you've spent a lot of money on pigeons over the years, haven't you? Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not what you call a wealthy person, but uh, mm. if I got the money and the right pigeon comes up, I don't care what I pay for it. Now, how do you select pigeons? What do you look for, Barry? Well, I don't worry about the, the pedigree. Um, it's mainly performance. Performance, performance first, and uh, then I look at the pedigree. Okay. But, um, say, looking back at those Koopman pigeons, Rolf Goodacre um, done extremely good off those pigeons in the Adelaide one loft race. Yeah. And um, he got them off that, uh, 
I'm lost for the name now, that good flyer, that, that good stud in Adelaide. Um, anyway, it Jack doesn't Van matter. Jack Linden was it, or...? Who? Was it Jack Vanderlinden stud, or...? No, no, no. He's out of pigeons now. He just oh. got out of them. OK. Oh, Hoffman, is it, or...? Ponderosa. Uh, yeah, no, it's neither, neither of those. No, neither of those. That's but, all right. doesn't matter. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, but... Uh, They've got a uh, extremely good track record, yeah. and um, I've paired the good hen also into my good ravencock, uh, but I haven't got any good uh, any pigeons off the ravencock in there at the moment. Oh, okay, fair enough. But, uh, it's Koopman to Koopman. Oh, good, and, right. and that's what that's what people want when they're breeding stock pigeons. They don't want outcrosses too much, you know. No, but. Uh, I um, I breed race pigeons um, uh, up until the end of ja- uh, middle of January, and uh, they're all out cross for hybrid vigor. And then when it comes about the middle of January, I pair the um, a bit older pigeons uh, in late January for stock and and sale. They they're in bread. Yeah. And. Um, um, you, you've got to keep doing that if you want to stay on top, and you, you've also also got to uh, you, you've got to keep looking out for that one or two uh, good pigeons to cross into your birds to uh, to stay on top. It's it's virtually like running a business. You've got to look for you, you've got to keep your eye open for opportunities all the time. Yeah, but you need the muller for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, unfortunately, well, I've still got my wife. Right. <laughs> fortunately, yeah, she, I, no, unfortunately, geez, I mean, fortunately, <laughs> I've still got my wife. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I just haven't got the muller. So, uh, what I was going to ask you, yeah. mate? Um, what was your memorable moment in pigeon racing? Overall, you know, oh well, it was winning that um, uh, meadow lot. One Riceways uh, uh, Blue oh, Caviar right. that, that would have to be the highlight. Wow, that's awesome And uh, I've got second in the Gold Coast One Life race But uh, she should have won it But she landed and sat there for 30 seconds oh, and, uh, I, mean, I should have won it But I didn't oh. complain and I got second with it, you know Well, you know the truth, aren't you? You know, it's, it was the winning bird anyway yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that was a stickle bolt hen crossed oh, over a raven, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what, where do you see pigeon racing in 10 years' time? Where do you see pigeon racing? Hang on, I, I, I lost you there for a minute. I said, where do you, sorry, I said, where do you see pigeon racing in 10 years' time? Well, it doesn't uh, look all that good. I don't look at it very much, but um, uh, I think these one-loft races um, have have advanced the uh, pigeon game because people, as they get older, uh, they can't race the pigeon so much and they can put them in the the one-loft races. But I get a lot of people... uh, contacting me they don't want to uh, uh, race like the old way but they want to breed pigeons to put in the one, uh, one loft races oh, okay. so i think they're an advantage and a, a step forward in the pigeon game but uh, um to give you an honest answer where pigeon racing is 
yeah. going to end up, I, uh, I, I don't know the answer. Okay. Okay. So um, for a new flyer out there, what tips would you give him? Well, um, do his homework and um, um, do his homework and uh, do the same as I did, uh, look for performance and uh, then the pedigree second, you know. Okay. But you want, you want pigeons to the, the, uh, that'll fly 400 mile at least, you know. And there's so many uh, sprint pigeons around now, which they're all going for. And uh, they won't um, they won't hang in there for you, you know. And um, I think uh, four and five hundred mile pi- uh, pigeons like the ravens and coopmans and them crossed into the uh, sprinters. Well, uh, that's the way to go. And uh, I think if he, he he follows that rule, he he won't go wrong. Yeah, very good. Very good. Now, um, listen, Barry, if people want to buy race teams, do you breed race teams for people? Yeah, I, uh, I've got it advertised there with uh, on race teams. I, I sell race teams of 10 pigeons for uh, $775. Oh, that's pretty good. That's fair. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable, I think. Yeah, that is a good price. Yeah. 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 But you can only breed so many race teams, can't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's well, right. So if people you want them... You get more, more uh, inquiries and orders than you can fill. Yeah, so if people want them, they've got to get in early. Get in early, that's right. Yeah, no worries. Talking, talking about race teams, any chance uh, a nice man like you would donate a team of 10 for one of our auctions? When, when we yeah, have one? I, yeah, I can help you out, oh, for you're sure. You're a gentleman, mate. You're a gentleman. Yeah, right, when no, we... I don't know whether I'm a gentleman or not. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right, Barry, thanks very much for your time, and uh, I hope everybody goes off to the auction that's starting in August. And yeah, yeah. it's at the hopauctions.com.au. And if you want yeah, to find yeah. out more information about the birds on the auction and look at the pedigrees, you can go to phoenixlofsaustralia.com. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, uh, they're all up there now. You can look at the pedigrees now. Oh, good. Well, awesome. everybody get over there and have a look at the pedigrees because you're going to get your hands on some very, very good birds from Mr. Barry Devine at Phoenix Lofts. Thanks, Barry, yeah. for your time, and uh, we'll catch up with you again. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. 88.3 Southern FM. On air and online via the free Community Radio Plus app. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have from the Geelong Racing Pigeon Association and the winner of this week's race from Daniloquin in Geelong for the Geelong Racing Pigeon Association, and that's none other than Glenn Matthews. Hello, Glenn. Welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. G'day, guys. How you going? Good, mate. Good. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, thank you. I, uh... Number four. Yes. Number, Number f- one. Number four. Yeah, I, uh, I I wasn't expecting this many for me further off me back, and that's uh, yeah, they're, they're looking good and they're coming well. So yeah, hopefully they can keep form up. Well, I think you're going to just get better and better as the weather warms up and gets better. Look out, you long fellas. Yeah, this, yeah, this man's uh, on a mission. He's on a mission. Good. You must have made your mate Mr. Collins upset. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he, he played me a little bit. He told me he had one before he clocked, and he uh, he had me stressed, but oh, <laughs> I worked him out. Oh, he's a shit starer. Cheeky bugger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, he. Well, his his birds are yeah, not far behind. So yeah, like he uh, yeah, last week with him winning it, you only have to slip off once, and you got yeah, him and Brad, buddy. Nipping on the heels, waiting to, to take that top position. Yeah, well, they're behind you. They're right behind you, mate. You know, yeah. so, yeah. You can't let your guard down. No, no, not with those guys there. <laughs> mate, they'll pounce on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good, though. It's good. Um, the boys tell me how much fun you guys have there at the club, so, yeah, that's good, mate. Yeah, and it's only getting better and better as the weeks go on. Everyone's... Uh, yeah, getting into it. Well, the last two uh, last two races, the the guys that are getting the most hung on them are the ones that have been winning. So the you know, other guys are starting to put their hand up, hoping to get a bit of that good luck. Yeah, well, that's it. Oh, they'll get their turn. Don't you worry. Yeah. yeah. How, are you, how are you finding the VPO truck anyway? How do you like it? Oh, it's brilliant. It's uh, it's really easy with those the baskets. We just um, yeah slide them on, and with within five. Five or six minutes, we've got the whole lot on the truck, and it's it's back out on the road, end to the next location. So it's it's great for the club too that we we don't have members disappearing to uh, to run the birds around. We can actually sit back down and yeah, they've got the the footy on the TV and sit back, have a drink, and have a laugh, and there's how no good, need to rush off anywhere. How good is that? Now you're getting yeah. good results from that truck. What what about your overall racing from that truck, like returns wise and the conditions the birds are coming home in? How is that compared to open air transport? Uh, well, I think the the biggest uh, test will be the the Thursday night racing when they're in there for two nights. But I have noticed a, a huge difference with the birds coming home. Um, they're not going anywhere near water. They're going straight to the feed. So the access to water on that truck is, um, yeah, second to none. Though. Those birds, I haven't had a bird go to, to water straight away yet. They're, they're all going straight to the feed. So if you can uh, have the birds do that, then there's something going right with that transport. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I can't, um, can't say anything negative about that truck at all. Yeah, that's fair call. I mean, we, I mean, we're not twisting your arm or anything. Or, you know, like, yeah. you're a big boy. You're telling the truth, and um, no, yeah. you got to tell what you think. Yeah, that's I mean, that's how it is. If, this, if you dislike something, say it, mate, because it's good to be honest, and you're being honest. So, no, yeah. that's it. You can't improve anything if no one tells you if they've got any issues with it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So, do you think there's something that we could improve, or, or are you happy with the way it is at the moment? No, with with the way they're coming through in uh, in good numbers early up, and yeah, they're like I say, they're not going for water, so they're getting a good drink. They're uh, they're coming through in in good numbers um, straight up. It's not like we're waiting ten fifteen minutes between birds. They are just piling in. So overall, nice. the uh, the condition of the birds, they're all in the same good same place, coming through well, and yeah, returns have been great. So I. I can't say anything negative so far. Excellent. Oh, very good. Well, thanks for that opinion anyway. You got the results there for us from the, the Geelong Racing Pigeon Association. Yeah, sure do. All right, we've got uh, in first position it was myself with Michael Collins second and uh, Marcus Wharton in third. 
Brad Strong was fourth. Jason Swateri, Sandy Mellon and Steve Jokic. Lenny Curtis, Stan Music, Ian Palmer, uh, Johnny Scorgenic and Jamie Hum coming in at the end. Well done. Well done, guys. Good stuff. Now, next week, we're going... Um, oh, jeez. Next week, we're going uh, further. We're going to Hay, so that's going to be... Uh, yeah, well, the races are going to get better now, sort of, you know what I mean? Longer, yeah, this, longer. This, the uh, I can't wait to get that bit of extra distance, let yeah. the birds uh, work a bit harder Correct. and let them stretch out a bit more and get those good birds up front. Exactly, exactly. We might have to tie our birds to yours. What do you reckon, Ivan? We'll get out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tony? That's a good idea. What do you reckon? Good idea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. Mate, well, uh, congratulations once again. And, um, mate, hope you can do it again this week. Oh, I'll be giving it my best, so let's see. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer Mix, Racing, Breeding or Original Pigeon Mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulan Vale Open 7 days a week Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales, on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hubauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? 
What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have to welcome the winner from the Daniloquin race uh, in the Victorian Pigeon Organisation this week. And get this, ladies and gentlemen, he only sent three pigeons and he won the Federation race. And that's other, none other than Mr Peter Zabardi, first year flyer in the Victorian Pigeon Organisation. Hello, Peter, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. I'm good, yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh Congratulations, mate. Well done. Yeah, thank you, well thank done. you so much. You're thank you so much. <laughs> we have a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Pizza. Yeah. Congratulations. Well yeah. done, my friend. <laughs> this guy, I tell you what, I'll tell you what, mate. He, you know, like, I, I went to his place, Sivan. He's only got a small little loft, yeah. enough for about maybe 50 birds. Yeah. He said, Joe, I want to I wanna race, you know, with, with a small team. Uh, I just want to breed 30 pigeons, 40 pigeons, and have a little bit of fun. Then next year, I might breed a few more. I said, yeah, that's a good idea, Peter. Well done. Anyway, every week, he was sending, you know, his eight, nine, ten birds, you know, having fun. Last week, he comes up, uh, he comes to the... To you. He comes to the... Club. Hobson's Bay, and he's turned around, and he's got one basket, three pigeons. And I'm going, oh, yeah. And we just put him in, you know. We're all uh, having a chit-chat, and... You know, talking about what the weather's going to be. We had our pizza oh. at the end. Yeah. You know, it was really good. So, <laughs> pizza. Yeah. yeah. So we. Because I, I, I want to raise. Because I missed uh, the was the happiness of being in loading area. Uh, exactly. That's why I was eager to race this year. Yes. And then I got a uh, sometimes struggle with my bird. Yeah. I got a sick bird. And yeah. What did you do then? What happened? Yeah. What did you do? How did you fix it? Yeah, thank you to Ivan. He helped me. <laughs> oh, uh, well done, Ivan. Thank you, Ivan. For oh, your that, help. that's all right. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, my bird. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you put them yeah, on the yeah, you, you bottom chance for you, Ivan. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. why I'm here. I I raced this this season. Yeah, if you, oh, didn't, if you didn't fix his birds, Ivan, yeah. maybe he wouldn't have yeah, any birds to race. My pleasure, anytime. Now, tell us what kind of pigeon did you clock? A bluebird pigeon. Yes, a bluebird. Yeah. yeah. You know the you know the bloodline? What it was? Or yeah, the blood the blood the bloodline is uh, three big crosses. Oh yeah. Herman's coaster and Grappa, then cross to the balloon. Oh, there you go. Oh, very good. Very Excellent. good, mate. Yeah. Very good. And uh, you, you, you got a little secret. You use motivation. What kind of motivation do you use? Yeah, uh, that's a uh, widowhood. 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 There you go. And what do you say yeah. to the people that say that widowhood doesn't work in Australia? Yeah. No, I tried that so many times in overseas. That's it's it's work. It works. That's why I I try it here. And it works here for you. So how do, how do yeah. you? I don't want to know all your secrets, but what do you do? You got them in nest boxes, and what you clock the cock, obviously, did you, or a hen? Uh, yeah, I put a pier on it, and then I make a timing that that loading his pier. Uh, he got an egg mm-hmm. on the day of the loading. Yes. Okay. The loading day. Yeah. I count it that making sure that day. 
they have an egg. Oh, okay. So you made sure that the, that pair had an egg before you sent him. Yeah, yes, before I load, yes. I load that day. Okay. Yes, okay. Very good. Very good. Excellent. So what yeah, do you say yeah. to people that say that it doesn't work in Australia? What do you say yeah, to those? It works. It works, I tried it here. Yeah. You know, all, <laughs> all you say is, uh, I want a federation. I want a first fed. <laughs> yeah. must work. Uh, yeah, that, but the, the most important is the uh, observation of your bird. Yeah, very, very yeah. good. Very good. Exactly. And, um, Be- before and after race, you must observe them. Yes. Uh, uh, look out, look, have a look the 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 brace yeah. and the truth. Yes. And give him the the right thing to recover. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are you? Can I ask you? Are you gonna keep that pigeon for stock, or are you gonna keep racing it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I keep it stuck. Yes. Yes. Yes, good idea. Good idea. Yeah, better better, it better for us, Ivan. Better yeah, for better us. for Joe Angelina, so you can't, you can't beat him again. Yeah, first fed win. You've got to have that. Jeez, you've got to have that. You've got to keep it for stock. Well done. Now, when, yeah. I, when, when you spoke to me, because Peter, Peter got in contact with me through our website, and Eddie, he, he emailed me, and we had a chat. We exchanged my bowls. And um, this was last year, and then he, you know, he wanted to know a little bit about the VPO, and I told him how the VPO is fun, friendly, family organisation. How, you know, it's 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 like a family. You know what I mean? We're all family. Uh, and uh, anyway, so Peter came to the club, and yeah, met all the boys, and he's got a couple of friends there as well. And what do you yeah. think of the VPO, Peter? Can you tell me your uh, what do you think of the VPO? Yeah, the VPO is good. Uh... I meet the nice people there. Yeah. Uh, with some friends, uh, a lot of friends. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in the living time. Yes. You have a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> After basketing, we all organize pizzas, don't we, Tony? Yeah. We organize a pizza. We thank you. Down. Thank you for your job. Oh. Uh, so encourage me to reach this, this season. Yes. Even I have a struggle with my bird. Yep. I told you. Thank we'll, you so we'll, much. You're welcome. And I told you we'll help you in any way we can. Okay. Just like Ivan uh, helped you with uh, your birds when they were sick. You said to me, Joe, the birds aren't well. And I told you, yeah. go, go see Ivan, didn't I? I said, go see Ivan straight away. And you went and you pretty much fixed it in a what? How long did it take, Ivan? A week? A couple of days? You fixed it straight away, didn't you, the problem? Oh, well, we got the, you got some medication, didn't you? And we yeah. ordered you some medication and you got the medication. You gave it to them. And then your birds were all right in about seven days, weren't they? Yeah. Beautiful. He t- told me a uh, system to, to medicate them, and yes. I, I give them like that one, and uh. yeah, the bird is good. They come good, all right, they very recover, good. Uh, they recovered. You see? That's good, and he won the fed. And he wins the fed. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, so I have yeah. a lot of thanks to Ivan. Yeah. For help for me. Of course. If of they course. have no Ivan, uh, no, I'm not here in the racing. Nah, well, that's it. Your birds, you probably would have <laughs> lost them. I tell everybody, make sure, I tell all the new flies, even not only new, all the flies, get your birds checked. Always check them because they might look good on the outside, but there's always something wrong in the inside, you know. And not always, but it's always good to check, Uh you know. And listen, if anyone wants their birds checked, just uh, while we're talking about that, Ivan does check pigeons. Come down, give give Ivan a call. You You can either... 
message him on Messenger or just ring him and come no, down like, and, um, yeah, mm. get your birds tested and, yeah, and then mm. you can't go wrong. Isn't that right, Peter? Yeah, yeah. So, now, listen, Peter, when you when the bird was coming in, did you see it from the sky coming in or? Well, did yeah. It, did it trap straight away immediately? Yeah, it's trapped it's, it trap straight away. It come in. Bang. Straight away. Very good. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's motivating. And what what did you think when you saw the time? What time you clocked? Did you, did no, you think? No, I, I don't expect that I'm winning a federation. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't speak. When, when, he's, when, he's, when I seen the time, yeah. I, I saw I had a tear in my eye. <laughs> I said, he might win this. He might win this. Remember, remember what I told you when you come here? I said, I'm going to fix your pigeon so you can beat Joe Angelino. Oh, uh, good on you. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Because you know what? That is yeah. awesome. You look how happy he is. Yeah. He sounds so happy. You know what I mean? So tell me, Saturday night, did you celebrate? Yeah, I go of there. Of course. <laughs> did you get a pizza? Yeah. Good on you, mate. Good on you. Oh, yeah, I go there this other day. Yeah. Now, well, listen, you come from the Philippines, don't you, originally? Yeah. So yes, you used yes. to race pigeons in the Philippines, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I raced there almost... Uh, 20 years. Oh, gee. Wow. And it's not yeah. easy to race pigeons in the Philippines, is it? Yeah, it's popular. Yeah. It's popular, but it's not easy, I said. No. Yeah, it's not easy. No, it's not yeah. easy. I have a channel there, so it's hard the pigeon to cross the sea channel. Oh, jeez. It's a... How many hours they cross the sea channel? Yeah, that's not that's easy. That's why you need a good bird and... Uh, healthy and yeah, conditioned exactly. bird. Mm. Now, hey Peter, can you um, can you say a few words in your language for the community, Filipino community? Because there might be people out there who might want to race. And uh, if can you just say something like, you know, if anyone's interested in racing pigeons, contact Ivan or I Joe. Contact him, yeah, I contact you. Call you um, to yeah, and they can race with the Victorian Pigeon Organisation. If, you know, if they want to have some fun, and can you say something like that in your language? Uh, 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 in my language? Yeah, yeah, you, your language, yeah. Uh, Filipino language, yeah. Uh, mga kabayan ko, eh, uh, sumali tayo dito sa ating racing pigeon, dito sa Victoria. Uh, alam ko, marami tayo rito. So, haba pang tourist here. Uh, so, Sali kayo sa BPO. Contact kontakin niyo lang si Joe Angelino. Yes. And Ivan Fonte. Yes. Or even Maybe yourself. Yan kayo na, tulungan kayo niyan. Kahit na sa mga ibo na kailangan niyo, tutulong itong sila, mababait sila. Eh, sa kind people. I meet them. So kind. Mabuhay. Mabuhay, Pilipino. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. That is so good. So if you know anyone, Peter, or anyone rings you, you contact, you let us know and we'll uh, point them in the right direction, okay, to the Victorian yeah. Pigeon Organisation. Yeah, they All have right, some mate? Filipino here. Need, yeah. He wants to race. That's good. Then I develop them, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> where, you know where they can go, straight to us, mate, all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, beautiful. Thank you so much, I can talk to you. Yes. This, some Filipino here is a good 
Good punch here too. Oh, good. That's what we yeah, want. Yeah. That's what we want, my friend. Yeah, more the race in the Philippines in a long, long time too. Yes. I, I miss right. him. Yeah. Well, you tell him, yeah. You can uh, join our club. Or... I, I, you get all these Filipinos to join. We'll have to get Mr. Angelina to change the name of the club to the Hobson's Bay Filipino Racing Pigeon Club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good idea. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. That's right. That would be good. It's a hobby right. and a passion. It is, mate. It is. Yeah. You're right. This is, so much fun. this is my passion. This is my hobby. Exactly. It's a long, long time. Well, my, my friend, we want to congratulate you. Well done for winning the VPO Fed. And thank you, thank you, I, uh, thank you so much. I hope you, you know, like obviously you're still going to race a few more races because you've got a, still a few couple of birds there. I hope yeah. you do well, and uh, you just never, never know, mate. You never, never know. You could win another one. You never know. Yeah. All right. So yeah. good luck. I'm still fighting. Exactly. Only a fighting spirit remains to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you're gonna be. You, what do you think you're gonna do this weekend? Do you think you do any good? <laughs> I can promise that. <laughs> Hey, can you give me but a I chance? Have, I have still a, a pigeon. Yeah. Maybe this pigeon is paid for more again. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is my Kaufman yeah. pigeon, I think. Oh. Yeah, so he's this week you've come with one and he'll beat you, Angelina. Good, good. Hey, that's, that's all you need is one, Ivan. True. That's true. true yeah. Hey, so, Peter, good, well done. And um, I look forward to... Seeing you at the club on Friday, my friend, all right? Yeah, thank you so all much, right. thank you. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have our Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation correspondent on the line, and he's got his auction coming up this week as well. It'll be running when we're on air, so go and have a look at it. And that's uh, none other than Mr Gary Gillard. Hello, Gary. Tell us about your auction first, mate. G'day, fellas. Uh, hope everything's good. G'day, yeah, mate. no, look, we uh, got the auction starting, uh, so that's good. There's uh, some rippers on there. I, I put a few pictures and pedigrees up on uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of children there off me $11,000 Rosie cock, um, <laughs> some Jan Hoyman, some uh, imported Gehrig's, um In fact, one of the Gehrig's hens bred me an eight fed this year already. Oh, so... Gee. I'm just moving them on because, uh, unfortunately, uh, the Gettix pigeons are getting a bit old. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, they're 15 run, but they're still filling, and they've just been magnificent pigeons for me. Yeah, he's got good birds, Gettix. Yep, yep. Rosie so, uses them a lot in his pigeons. Yes, yes. Um, I've got a pigeon here at the moment. I think you had uh, one of Tony McPherson's that I've... Uh, I paired up to the Oklahoma hand that I purchased on the Pipper auction as well oh, uh, in good. 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that produced anything for you yet, Gary? I haven't really. I haven't raised anything, oh, okay. but I've got to say I've got to so I bred the children. I only got them in 21, so uh, I bred the children and I kept them for stock. And, mm. um, you know, I've, I've bred from the children this year and uh, I was doing a bit of a stock take, so to speak, Uh with my benzene live, and they're all still coming home, and they're still there. So uh, I think once it gets a little bit longer, you know, above yeah. the three hundred kilometre mark, then they'll they should, they should tip in, which would be really great. 
Uh, all right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they look the part. They feel the goods, and uh, like I said, they, they haven't missed the beat so well, far. Well, that, that which is good. That that hen that you've got here in on the pedigree is a magnificent looking thing. Yeah, there's two of them there. They're nest mates. They look exactly the same. You can't yeah. tell them apart. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, Gary, you got some results from the weekend. Uh, you were from Daniloquin. Yes, we were. We had our last last Daniloquin, the uh, Dark and Fleming uh, Daniloquin race. Uh, first off, we've got my mate Liv Marata from Morning oh, Miss. He actually good, won the well Fed uh, this week, so he's very happy there. Uh, coming in, number two, Bean and Blackett. Uh, number three is uh, Steve Beasley. He's uh, he's popped up there this week. Good on you, Steve. Well then done. we've got Jay Hoskins at number four. Good job. Uh, myself, Team Buckeye at number well five. Um, Evans, ABC. So uh, Brett Evans has popped up there again. Good. The Collinses, yes, my friends, the Collinses, SH and T. Nice one. Number eight, uh, he's coming there. Cameron S and J, and tenth place, uh, Jeff Stanley from Peninsula. So um, returns were good. I, you know, I, I sent eighty pigeons all up, forty trainers, oh. and forty race birds. I'm only missing a couple. Oh, very and, good. And look, I won't even rule them out coming back. You know, yeah. after. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. Very good. Very good Excellent. returns, mate. Yes, no, it was it was a good it was a good race. Um, they got up early, they all did their thing as they should, and uh, it was clear sailing. You just look at the results; you can see, you know, we had a, quite a lot of pigeons too. Those results are at like two thousand four hundred odd pigeons, two thousand four hundred twenty nine mm. race birds. Yeah. So um, and about twelve hundred trainers that went up half an hour after the race birds. A lot of birds. Yes, a lot of birds, and that's what we like doing, isn't it? Flapping. That's good. That's good. The more <laughs> hours they've got on the weekend. Mm. Exactly. All right, Gary, um, give us the website again to remind people where to go if they want to have a look at your pigeons that you've got. How many lots you got? Um, I've got, I got 16, actually, 16 birds I've put up. Yeah. Um, a couple of them there, I've got to say, you know, it's uh, it was pretty hard. I... I you know what? I I won't actually mind if they <laughs> if these few don't sell because I didn't really want to put them up there. You know, so um, we'll just have to wait and see. You know what happens. And um, when you look at the, some of the pictures, and then none of them are photoshopped; they're all natural. You'll see what I mean when you uh. start looking at the pedigrees. And uh. I I just. I've just got too many. When you've got pigeons that are nineteen rung and you haven't bred from them, uh, you've got to you've got to just move them on. You yeah, know, they're in, Gary. They're, they're in their prime. Two thousand nineteen. They're ready. Yeah. Oh look, yeah, they're I ready. know, but you know, I want I want to get down to about twenty five pair. Okay. At the moment, <laughs> yeah. you'll get yeah, down to twenty five pair, and then you'll buy more. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? I just, I just picked up a beautiful, oh. a beautiful hen on, uh, on on a different auction site, you know, and yeah, I mean, I think even Vince Patavoli's got youngsters from this hen in his auction that's yeah. coming up later on as well. Yeah. So uh, one of Greg Hamilton's hens called oh. Goodness. Oh, gee. So, um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the latest addition here to, to put into my random box or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's good. basically about it for me. Well, mate, good luck for this weekend coming. Yes, and, and you too. We've Thank got you. our um, futurity race next week, oh, so nice. um, young birds only. Very oh, good. From Hay. So uh, yeah, That'll be interesting. Good races are starting now. Mate. Oh, yes, yes. It'll start to kick along, and as the weather gets a little bit better, you know, it'll be uh, a bit faster in the, in the yeah. velocity and so on, which will be really good as well. Yeah, exactly. All right, my friend, you have a good day, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Well, we've come to an end of another Pigeon Radio Australia. We're going to say a quick goodbye, and, uh, yeah, goodbye to Mr Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Goodbye, again, goodbye, Joe, goodbye, listeners, goodbye to everybody around the world. Goodbye to you, Mr Angelino. Make it quick because we've got... Same to you, mate. Goodbye. Uh, good luck for the, this weekend Overloaded coming. Overloaded today. Same good to luck you, to, to everybody. Good luck, and uh, thank you for everybody listening, and I hope everyone has a great weekend. Cheers. Cheerio. Mm-hmm.